0: Hello, and welcome to the Spiraling Higher podcast hosted by me, Sam, Mindset
1: and Manifestation Coach. And me, Gina, your Biz and Mindset Coach. We're here to support you on your spiritual journey by bringing you intimate and raw conversations about healing, manifestation, consciousness, and spirituality.
0: We hope this podcast makes you feel less alone as you become aware of your patterns and limiting beliefs to uplevel your life, manifest like a boss, and together...
1: Spiral Higher. Welcome back to the Spiraling Higher podcast. Sam and I are coming to you from our hotel room, literally, pretty much minutes after our Abraham Hicks workshop. So crazy. So crazy. I was in instant tears when she came on. I, I was remember just <laughs> sobbing, and it was just, just this overwhelming sense incredible. of honesty, gratitude, and just deep. Just appreciation yeah, because this these beings I have been listening to for almost 20 years and to see it I don't know I just felt like so in the presence of this like I said this this presence of uh this being that has just helped me spiral out of so yeah. many different states they've been there for you through so many stages of our life and yes I think about how
0: many times Abraham has really connected us so many of our Earlier conversations, we would just send each other videos and be like, yes. Oh my god, listen to this part, it hits so much. And then just growing and like hearing different pieces come out of each
1: mm-hmm. thing. And so, yeah,
0: yes. it was so cool, like just being in the vortex, like today was so wild,
1: just so surreal. We
0: have to record an entire podcast about like everything we learned we've learned from Abraham, yes. yeah, yeah. But um, today, we actually have something. Even more exciting than that, um, we're currently sitting here with my personal business coach, Melissa Ruiz, who is a soulful business coaching powerhouse. She mentors mystical offbeat entrepreneurs to start and scale their business through a spiritually universal lens. She's been featured in Forbes, Life and Style, and on Good Morning America. And she took her business from literally nothing to seven figures in less than three years. She is my biggest inspiration. She personally took my business from four figures to six figures in less than six months and has really allowed me to expand my vision more and more and more. I'm super inspired and so grateful to have you
2: here. Melissa, welcome to the pod. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Queens. I am super excited, just super blessed to be here. Literally just lost track of time, but I'm so excited. I know exactly the message that these listeners are tuning in for is going to unfold in the most divine way. Of course. We literally are
0: just buzzing so much yeah. because I just saw 11-11 on my clock. It's so weird. Anyways, we just got off of um, Abraham's Hicks like three, I don't even know how many hours it was. We were just in a complete time We literally time kept warp. just asking like holy crap. Like, this What is time so, is it? What
1: time is it? <laughs> yeah, What's
0: happening right now? We yeah. were living in no time. We were living in no time and we were, um, <laughs> earlier when we were recording, we actually accidentally left out Mel's audio so we're back. Back again. <laughs> back again, making it better but we actually were talking about how, when you don't measure time, you just you're just in this internal moment, right? And so, we couldn't even feel like an hour, two hours, all of a sudden, it was we were there and then it was over, and now we're in a new moment here together, recording this episode. So, Melissa, obviously, you started your business yeah. three years ago, and you, I feel like you need to take us back in time because Oof. I, I are know, are we ready? Do we, have a, do we have like three hours? Oh, yes, oh, yes, because I remember, I mean, your story is very similar to so many people who are struggling with something that they don't like, they don't love, but maybe they're staying for safety and security. Maybe it's all they've ever known. They don't believe in themselves or trust themselves to make the jump. And so take us back to when you used to be a TV producer. Oh
1: my God. Yes. And
0: what really led you to literally starting your soul business because now your mission is to help other people do the same.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's so many things that I can share. The first thing that I want to share, which is the most important, is is that the reason why I left was because I was chasing happiness. (gasps) And that really ultimately, I can tell you about like, you know, the soul calling and a divorce and we'll get to all of that too. But like, I literally was so unhappy. And it just, you know, this image of being at the bottom of a barrel and feeling like, oh, wow, like it actually doesn't get any worse than this. Like you're in your basement, you're on a little corner drinking until you pass out. You don't like your life, but yet everybody sees a different version of you. Like I was pretending. I literally felt like I was pretending in my own life. Like I had a house, I was married, I had this job, but like internally I was fucking struggling. And if I had to tune into that energy, that old Melissa that was there, I didn't know why. And I think it's important for me to share this message because so often we feel the discord and we don't know why. And we Mm. spend so much time trying to figure it out. We spend so much time with a person that we're not supposed to be in because we're trying to figure it out. We stay Mm. so long in this fucking job because we're trying to figure it out. And it's like I was so tired of figuring it out that I literally got on my knees and I surrendered. Like I remember that moment, like it was yesterday. I was like, okay, God, it's your will, not mine. Because I have literally gotten myself to this point and it's just not working. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really pivotal moment. And that was honestly a big part of my awakening. What was wrong? What was so wrong? I just was doing just, I don't want to say bad behavior, but I was abusing myself in many ways. I was mean Mm. to myself. I was just, you know, not the best person to myself, not nice, always judging, never happy. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Do you feel like you're always waiting for the shoe to fall? Do you always feel like you're just not content? You're not satisfied? That's how I felt literally every damn day. And so that was a big part of why I shifted and I started to change. I quit my job. I got a divorce. I started to practice yoga. I ended up in Morocco. I became a yoga teacher. I came back. I got fired. Most people don't know that. They know that. They know the story that I left my TV job. And like, while that is true, I also got fired. And you know what was so interesting? um there was a girl I'll never forget her one of my first teachers I worked with her as a tv producer and every day she used to tell me like yo you're fucking stressed come to yoga and I'm like no 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 I can't like I'm what is that like I always
0: resist at first I know
2: and so I ended up going to yoga and I just remember crying and just like having this epiphany as most of us that do this kind of work have that experience and I didn't understand it then but I was like wow I need this. I need more of this. But I was so resistant. She actually was the first person to invite me to do my yoga teacher training in Morocco. And this is why I'm so passionate about empowering people and working with their limiting beliefs because I told this person no five times. And she saw something in me. And I think it was that she just saw my fear, you know? And the more she was like, are you sure? I remember she gave me a discount, that she gave me a scholarship. And literally at one point she was just like, what's actually holding you back? And I remember in that moment, it was just me and it was fear. And I guess that's why I'm such an advocate of working with fear because fear ran my entire motherfucking life. Like everything that I did was out of fear, you know, no shade to my parents, but you know, they're immigrants to this country. They still literally do not speak English. The amount of pressure that I was handed to like, you know, reading their mail, taking care of their bills, like all of this fucking responsibility. It's like a child should not have to do that. You know, Mm. like a child shouldn't have to be a parent. I shouldn't have to have this pressure of making something of myself. Mm. And all of this pressure just literally just all came to a head. And so when I left Morocco, I did end up saying yes, you know, to the to the yoga teacher training. And my biggest fear came true. I had this fear that if I went, I was going to get fired. I literally had that fear because...
0: You I manifested mean,
2: it. Yeah, I <laughs> did. And th- that was such a pivotal moment. And then when I got to Morocco, I remember there was another pivotal moment where I was, you know, on a hammock and I was like, you know, I, I love to talk to the stars in the sky. And I was on this hammock and I was just looking up. And I just remember speaking to God, and I was like, I just want to do this forever. I had never felt so much peace, and so much joy, and so much relief, honestly. I think I had never stopped working since I was like four years old. I was an athlete. I was a cheerleader. I was a WNBA cheerleader. I was just doing all of them, doing the most, mm. always achieving, working on MTV, you know, as my first job, 21, working in TRL. Like I just never had a life. I was just always working, working, working on tour, working, working with celebrities, just working. And that moment was so juicy. But then on my way back, as I was going through the TSA, I got that email that literally just put my stomach into so many knots Mm. uh, because I had missed my flight. And so I had um, sent an email to my boss back then. And I was like, hey, I missed my flight. I'm going to be one other day late. And at that time, I took like 23 days off of work. You know, they don't like that stuff. Too much. Too much. So one other day was the, the thing that just like broke the camel's back. And I got that email where it Basically, said, you know, we don't need you. Thank you for your services. And it was in that moment that I was like, nobody is ever going to fucking fire me again. Mm. I don't care what I do, but I'm never going to work for anybody. I am going to stand on my two feet. I came back with that little paper that yoga certificate, the 200 hours, and I just started teaching yoga. And I didn't care. And I think that's the part that trips people up so much because we're so trained to figure out what is the next thing that I have to do? How am I going to make it work? But I had surrendered already. I was just like, it just doesn't get any worse than this. Like, it only goes up. We're only Mm. spiraling up. Yes, absolutely.
0: I think the thread that I'm noticing in your story, and what an amazing share, right? To go from that to now where you are as a seven figure entrepreneur. But what I'm seeing is that every single time you experienced pain, that was what actually precedes your expansion. Mm -hmm. And what's so interesting is that our society is constantly trying to avoid pain, right? We're suppressing pain. I know you've also um, chosen sobriety. You no longer drink and you used to do that all the time. I used to party a lot too. And so these are all ways that we suppress pain. But then when we finally go into it and then realize we're not going to die, right? You got fired. You lost everything. And you're like, I'm actually still okay. Yeah. So I think is that kind of the foundation you began to build your business because you no longer were trying to build the business in order to keep up with
2: anyone. You were just doing it out of pure love. Honestly, at that time, and still to this day, I expect miracles to happen. We were talking about this. I expect everything to always work out. But I don't need anything. And it's very difficult to explain to people who are so goal-oriented and they need to have their spreadsheet. Like, I literally, I gave up the need. To have anything, and I've proven that to myself. Moving from a uh, you know twenty five hundred square foot home, selling it literally to my ex wife and her new wife, and just being able to <laughs> wow. let it go and not it mean anything. I remember my very Christian sister was like, "What? We are going to that house. We are going to sneak in that house and like tear things up." And I was like, "No, no." Like I just, it's so interesting I just gave up any need to fight or to make Mm. myself right or to wrong anybody I started to take radical responsibility for myself and Mm. and I had to have this conversation with myself like okay girl like, what the fuck was your part in this because you had a part and I think so often we don't look that way because it's so easy for us to point the fingers it's so easy for us to be like I was poor and this is why I'm poor no don't use that as an excuse I was too my sister is literally the first person to graduate college as a master's in social work. I'm the second. My sister's the third. Somebody has to break that. And so don't settle. And I think, you know, that, that actually is one of my biggest pet peeves. Like when people come up with excuses, I'm like, why? Oh, well, I know why? because why? I'm <laughs>
0: your business mentee.
2: So I'm like, why are we doing this? Why do we not know that there's so much? And this is why I also love working with that energy of abundance. Because when you go from what it seems like or what it feels like, you have everything to nothing. That actually was my first initiation to abundance and to prosperity. When I had nothing, I learned everything I needed about money. And people think it's the opposite. People think that when you have money, you learn more about money and you learn more about luxury. But I was just sharing this with you girls. I'm the type of person that I will buy cheap clothes and I will still wear Louis shoes and I yeah. would still, you know, treat myself to an expensive dinner or you know, get a nice hotel. Like Things don't mean anything to me. It's only that I get to do this part. Yes. If I have a desire, then I it's my job to fulfill it. If I have a desire to be an entrepreneur, I'm going to do it. If I have a desire that I'm going to quit, then I will do it. You know what's the biggest flex? When you don't know when you no longer need to do whatever it is that you're doing. If my business burned to the ground right now, I'll be so fine.
1: I'll be happy. I think it's in the moments of having nothing, losing everything, your worst fears coming true, that is the moment where you get to learn that you already have everything.
0: Ooh, exactly. Well, Gina can really speak on that because, I mean, you can tell your own story, but you had to lose all of your money. I mean,
1: multiple times over yeah. and over and over again. And that's kind of why I think the question for me in that moment was like, why is this happening? Why does this keep, and I was just perpetuating this story instead of thinking like, why is this happening? Happening, mm-hmm. and really getting curious about that instead of thinking it's happening to me, yep. mm-hmm. right? It's actually happening through me, and and it's actually and for happening me. for me. And so it was really an opportunity to think: All right, I have nothing. Nothing is working out, quote unquote. What what can I access in my current reality right now that feels like what I'm trying to go after? How can I find happiness? Because really, like Sam and I, we talk about this all the time. If you can't be happy where you're at. And it's, right, it's now, over. It's over. You'll never be happy over there. You have, and I was. I'm so grateful that I lost everything because yeah. it really does teach you. You don't need anything else. Everything else feels like gravy. I've already won.
0: Yeah, it's it's really weird that it's kind of like you need to experience one or the other of that of that spectrum. It's either you lose everything and realize I'm still okay. I yes. have everything. Or you might end up where something similar to what I experienced where I kind of got everything and I was like, but I don't feel good. Yes. And so both of those can really be catalysts for your spiritual growth. So, And then obviously for you, Melissa, you lost everything after just compromising yourself over and over and over to realize, I don't need any of that and yeah you- and it's a
2: combination of of both because there was loss from a separation of yeah. a relationship which is so beautiful because our relationships truly are our mirrors and they're okay. showing don't us don't we know it don't yeah, get us started I know That's they, they, they really know do it. show us the parts that are within us that are in the shadow but it's also that oh okay like I'm doing this college thing and I'm doing this other thing and then I'm doing this MBA thing and then I'm doing this thing and it it is that energy of like oh I I got it like I got the thing, I got the house, I got the marriage, I got the dog, I got the, and why am I not happy? Who bamboozled me? What fucking lie did I believe that I felt when I got to this point, I was going to be happy? Like, I literally remember that moment where I was like, wait, what? What? Huh? And then that question, and you know, all mystics have this grand awakening questions of the, you know, who am I? Like, who am I really, right? Like, who am I when I'm not playing the role of X, Y, and Z? And you see, this is another thing that really happened and it came in really strong was that I got this um, download, right? This epiphany to stop playing roles, to stop playing the role even as a daughter, as the daughter that kept saying yes, as a daughter that kept giving money, as a daughter that kept being available, as a daughter that kept saying yes to the shit that I really wanted to fucking say no to, but I was saying yes because I had obligation. The friend that I kept picking up at one, two in the morning and I felt like, God, I don't want to do this, but why do I feel obligated to do this? Why was I in this relation? Like I just stopped playing the roles. And I think when we stop playing the roles, we get out of the matrix. 100%.
0: I think yeah. um, there was a really powerful, Delore, Dolores Cannon interview I listened to before where someone asked Dolores, how do I know I'm on the right path? Or how do I know like I'm following my soul? And she said, as soon as you are no longer compromising yourself.
1: Mm, Wow, And and that's
0: like everything just being put so succinctly because so many of us are doing jobs where we compromise ourselves and our interests and our values. We just, or we're in relationships where we compromise ourselves and not being our true self
2: in a relationship. But the thing is, is that we don't know who the true self is. And that's That's, the problem. That's the biggest. Mm. That's the question that we really have to start to ask ourselves. If we're listening and tuning into this, right? And you're like, okay, I like this. You know, everything that everybody's saying sounds good, but I still, how does this relate to me? Well, just ask yourself, are you happy in your current reality right now? And if not, hit the restart button. Like literally, I just think of that like red button from Staples and just like literally hit the restart button and rebuild your life in the way that you want. Nobody is holding you back. There isn't some system that wants you to fail. Stop Mm -hmm. believing that it has to be a certain way just because your parents did it that way or your friends did it that way. We are so afraid to change. We're so afraid. I mean, we were talking about this at the Abraham Hicks. Somebody said something about, you know, this fear of, We care so deeply about what other people think. And that was ingrained in me at a very early age. I came out as gay when I was literally a child. I was like 14 years old. And I still remember like my parents telling me like, okay, this person can't pick you up in front of the house. Like, what would people say? Like, she literally would, you know, what would people say? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm gay. She's like, yeah, no, they got to pick you up like up the block on the corner. So I always grew up with that. I always grew up with that. Like, oh, I can't be myself. Oh, I have to hide this. Mm -hmm you know and that's just one example i think we all have things like that oh do. i mean we
1: all do i mean i'm a mom of a 7 year old and i mean even me as being as much of a conscious parent as i want to be like even i have an idea of what i want her to be right i want her to be spiritual i want her to believe in law of attraction i want and so anytime she she's not following this, this, this model of what I want for her life. It, it goes against what I want for her and I have to remember to get out of the way. She has to go through her own journey. And, you know, going back to the whole, you know, when we're, when we're with, when we're children and we kind of follow these roles, I really thought of like this script, right? You were born and it's like, here, here's your script. This is your character. Yeah. Read the lines Mm -hmm. and don't go off script. But then when we get into adulthood, we forget that we get to now write our own script. get to tell our story. Like, now we get to write it, and someone's just giving me blank pages with a pen. I'm I'm like, me? Like, I I have to write it right now, but— I was this person before in the last movie. Like, I was this. And we get to choose again. And again. And again and again. And again and again. As you're learning who you are, because, you know, when I started waking up to who am I, because I have a very similar story to you, Melissa, where I really didn't get to be me. I didn't get to be who I truly am. I just learned how to be for everybody else. And so when I started to understand and unfold and unpack all of this, there was a level of even shame that I didn't know who I was. Yeah. You know, and then it was kind of like, but how, how do I figure that out? And you almost have to kind of like, court yourself and date yourself yeah. and, and, and get to know, and you get to think, okay, no, no, that's not me. And then and this is me. And, yeah. and that can also change as you grow and you evolve. And so it's just been this really beautiful journey, um, of just, again, even letting go of that attachment of who, who I think I'm supposed to be. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. I think people are just really trained to not tr- trust and feel safe being themselves. Yes. Of course. And that's why your, your business, Melissa is so powerful because you're really, seeing people for who they are and extracting their gifts and saying, you can build a business being you. Yes. And everyone's like,
2: Really? What? I can't? Are you sure? Yeah. Give me the strategy. Exactly. You are the strategy. Yes. You are yeah. the
0: guru. I mean, I remember. So yeah. I met Melissa in January. and So which is cra-
2: Babe, so much has changed. I mean, so much we've has changed. to have Crazy. known each other
0: for other lifetimes. Oh, obviously.
2: 100%. You were definitely my BFF in our lifetime. And so were you, Gina. Yeah. Yes. Obviously. Yes. But
0: I, I remember coming to you in January and saying, right. okay, i I think I might want to do this thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I I had a lot of conviction, but I just didn't really know. I was like, I had such a limiting belief that you can't actually create a business doing what you want. Right. Right. Because I think most people are thinking that they need to create a business that will serve them, serve the most amount of people. Like, okay, what are other people going to want? Right. And you're really going out of the opposite way. You're like, no, no, no. You, what do you a- want? Exactly. What do you create want for business? Exactly. Yeah. And then they come, come, they magnetize to you. And that was such a paradigm shift for me because yeah. I thought, what do I need to do in order to get these people to invest in my business? And you're like, no, 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 no. Who do you want to be? What do you want to teach? And then we create the business. And I was so confused. I thought <laughs> this is not how business works. Like yeah. I have to like figure out how to how to make the money. You're how like, to be no, the no, most no. marketable
1: and how you, Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's a lot like even relationships, right? It's like going into dating being like, "Okay, what does everybody else want to date?" So it's true. Like, "No, no, 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 no." You need to be you, as you as you can be, so that the right person can find you. Because if you're wearing a mask, how are they going to find you?
0: Well, that goes for, like, business and cl- cl- basically oh, finding clients. Same like, thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's the same. I mean, I have a real estate business, and I remember when I first started, it was like, okay, like, same thing. How do we get as many people to want to work with me as possible? And even in that lesson, I had to learn, oh, this is actually attracting a lot of people I don't want to work with. Yeah. Oh my God, I don't don't even want this. And And so then it really became, what do I want to do? And then once I just focused on what I want to do and what I want to offer and how I want to work, then all of my clients are ideal clients now. I think
2: it's so simple. And yet, it's so difficult to digest, right? You just said it. You just said it. What do I want to do? Yes. And it's not our fault, humans. It's not our fault that nobody has taught us that we get to choose Mm. and that we get to pick. And that is the thing. That is a lot of the new Earth energy that's being anchored into Mm. this planet right now. That we get to choose. That we get to choose the partners. That we get to choose the business. Mm. We get to choose the soulmate clients. We get to choose. We nobody's putting us in this box anymore where it's like, here are the five categories for your bachelor degree. Right. And then you do it. And then you're like, fuck, now I'm stuck in this thing that I don't want to do. We're allowed to change our minds. Did we get that? We're not supposed to stay the same. I always tell my wife, the bitch you met last year, she's dead. She's gone. (laughs) Last week, she's dead. She's... I keep killing her. Like I am just reinventing myself over and over. Maybe there was an old version of me that would have thought that that was crazy or that I wasn't being myself. But I know that myself is just always being completely present to the now moment and making decisions based on that, Mm -hmm. making decisions based on more awareness, more clarity and nothing else. And we forget that we have that available. And that's why a lot of people are confused in their business because old business paradigm teaches you, you got to give them what they want. What is it that they want? Give them what they want, but it's not what, what you want. I'm not giving people what I want. I always tell, sorry, I don't give people what they want. I give people what I have to offer. What I have to Mm -hmm. offer, what I have to deliver, my message, that's what they get. And because I am broadcasting a message out, then the beings come. And that's all you have to do. And you got to give yourself that permission. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's hard. Yeah. And sometimes until you do that work, Melissa, I don't even know that I need you. So you might not even
0: be showing up in that way. And then I don't really realize that I need like a soulful business coach. But then all of a sudden you show up, you come up with your offering, you market it. Then I see your page. And then I'm like, wait, this is someone who literally helps people like me with like spiritual gifts create a business. I didn't even know that that existed. And then all of a sudden, boom, I'm. I'm magnetized to you. I'm an ideal client. And so you, like, you had to go first, though. It's yeah. kind of like, I'm going to show you what you need. And, you know, what? if you don't need me, fine. Then you're not my ideal client. Like Gina said, you don't want to have everyone, right? You're not going to get the, you know, like, finance bro in your program. That's no. just, like, not your ideal client. <laughs> so you had to really go first and really show people this is who I am. We all have to go first.
2: I was just
1: gonna say, but you have to go first too. You Sam. have. You have to say yes. You had. To okay, have- I'm just gonna shower her
2: with some love real oh quickly because you have been such an honestly dream client to work mm. with. Because Aww. I give you the assignment, you're like, okay, let's do it. And I just there's something about that that just lights me the fuck up. And I remember having this conversation with you the very first time, and I'm like, this is a spiritual baddie. I love her. Like, who is this fucking queen? <laughs> (laughs) And I knew right away that your energy was so ready to be in that mastermind. And hands down, you could have gone into the other program, but like your energy and what you were bringing forth, I just knew that you were just going to kill it. And you did. You meet every single challenge with openness, with kindness, with compassion, with the ability to just say, what's here? And that's what we need. We need more people. You don't have to get it right Did we get that? You don't got to get it right. You just got to be open. As you open, you allow the receiving and the messages and the flow. This is why it's hard for people to get into that divine feminine energy. I love to talk about that. I love to talk about that healed masculine energy, which yes, provides that structure, but we don't have to keep hitting our head against the wall. That divine feminine energy that's present right now on earth is going to require us to trust to surrender and to let go. That is literally the only way. Otherwise, you are going to be gripping on for dear life. And a battle between you and the universe, I have to tell you this, human, the universe is going to body slam you. (laughs) We call those spiritual bitch slaps. Yes, It just happened. It happened to me. It happened to each and every one of us. That's what happens when we don't listen. It's like, oh, you don't want to listen? Everything's going to fall apart. You're going to get fired. This person's going to leave you. You're going to get into a car accident. You're going to have a near-death experience. You see, bad things don't happen. Because they're bad. Bad things happen because, and they're not even bad. Let me take that back because there is no such thing as something that's good or bad. There's only negative and positive. And even that doesn't mean anything good or bad. It's just the counterpart, it's just the polarity, right? It's just the contrast. Honestly, if universe for me was like this being that was talking right now, it would just say, bitch, I'm trying to get your attention. Yeah. And this is the only way because you're not motherfucking listening. I tried to give you a sign last week. I tried to give you this other sign and you're still not listening. So now you're going to do things my way. And that's what we need. So
0: true. Oh my God, that's so real. I mean, it reminds me of Gina's story about losing the money. It's like, you're not getting it. Like, I have to take it away. And then, you know, in coaching with you, it's funny because I always, I never had a business coach and I'm glad that you're the first and only one that I'll ever have. But, you know, when I started, I thought you were just going to basically give me like business blueprint, like step by step, like this is what you need to do in order to be successful. And then I came in and those are not really what the conversations are about at all. It's really about what I want to do, you know, what, what mission I have and how I want to move that forward. But Anytime I would start to ask you, like, what's the right way? Like, how do I do this correctly? And you're like, I love babe, when people ask me that. There is, what are you talking about? Like, there yeah. is no right way. Like, you get to do it in the way that you want to do it. And so many of our conversations are yeah. not about, Sam, you need to do X, Y, Z, implement this. It's more like you need to let go of the belief that you need to even do it that way. And then as soon as I let that go, then I create something and then it like blows up and it's like, I didn't need this very masculine structured way. As you were talking about the divine feminine, it really is like the letting go, the surrender, the trust. And like you said, that universe kind of body slamming you. I I now know, I mean, we just had a very powerful call last week, but anytime I'm experiencing a lot of resistance, it's not that I'm doing it the wrong way or, you know, I'm failing. It's just, that's actually a signal for me to like, look deeper and ask myself, okay, like maybe this offering doesn't isn't the way I, it could, it could look different, basically. Yes. You can change it. And like you said, you can change your mind. You change your
1: mind. and, and that- I, Well, I, it reminds me of like physical pain. If you're a runner and you have a bad ankle, but you just keep ignoring that pain, the ankle's going to keep hurting. But yes. that doesn't mean you don't run again. Right. It doesn't mean that you're even running wrong. It just means that you're not paying attention to the pain and the signal that's trying to tell you something so that you can run even better right? And I think also on the note about you being like, okay, like what's the structure? What do I need to do? I think a lot of people get into business, even an existing, you know, I think, you know, spiritual businesses are kind of um, really carving the way where it hasn't really existed before, whereas a real estate business has. And so you think that there's this instruction manual, but you get to write that instruction manual and that goes for your life too. And I think that's the most mind blowing part of when you start waking up because you start waking up to the fact that you don't have to do it any which way. And it, it's so hard for us to wrap our minds around. You're like, but but how, is this right though? And it's like, yeah. if, if it's right for you.
0: I think like, I think honestly what, I mean, you helped me realize this, Melissa, but also just growing spiritually is that with any business, it's, you're the special sauce. Yeah, You're the special sauce. Yes. The special sauce. I always say that. Yeah, it's not you're like, the the, it. yeah, like it's not the business. It's like you behind it all. You being mm. the brain behind everything and being the one who's giving the energy and the love to it. And so when you get really stuck on like, Am I doing the right thing? Like, is this good? It's like,
2: no, like, that doesn't even matter. Like, are you good with you? This is helping me come to that point of, like, intuition and fear. Mm. You know, because when you connect with your intuition on a deep level, you stop you don't think about like, is this right? Is this wrong? It's just right for me right now because I said so. And that's it. And you know, when it comes to intuition and fear, fear feels very contracting. Fear feels like uh, an energy is trying to force you to do something that you don't want to do. Fear is manipulating. But you see, when we talk about our intuition, people get this mixed up because it feels the same, because there's nervousness in there. But the intuition is expansion. It's going to invite you into more. It's going to invite you to more curiosity. It's going to invite you into more adventure. But you got to get really good at learning how to work with your body and figuring out what means what. And again, Humans, this is not our fault. Nobody has fucking taught us this. You know, I love that you said this, Gina, right? About like the having to do this in a certain way at a, you know, with a blueprint. That's how we've been. um, That's how we've been bred. That's how we've been bred. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to wear this to school. You got to get this kind of grade. You got to marry this. We've been bred that. We are actually so lost when people don't tell us what to do.
1: We're lost when we don't have direction. Isn't
2: that crazy? And yet that is the one thing that that sets us free. Yeah. When yeah. we start to connect to our inner being, right? When we start to mm. connect to our inner guidance. And when we start to ask ask ourselves, does this bring me joy? Because what brings me joy, what has momentum, what has excitement is going to work period. What doesn't work is when we're attached. What doesn't work is I'm doing this for that. That's equivalent to you being with somebody and saying, I'm going to love you, baby, but only if I know you love me back. It doesn't work like that, right? We get into relationships with just a big hope. Okay, I'm just going to give this the oh best God. I can and I hope you love me and I hope I love you too and I hope you we're good for each other. And that's always where the magic is. You know, yes. this is why people are obsessed with the first year because mm. that there's that magic. There's that curiosity. But I want to share with you humans that we can continue to live in that magic. Magic is all around us. We don't have to be in this structured, you know world where we know everything that is happening. You know what? Three years later, I've built a seven-figure business. I love my business. I'm never worried about clients. I know that all I have to do is be myself, not be a fraud, be myself, be about my business, Preach whatever it is that I believe in. You know, if you don't freaking do meditation, please don't sell meditation. Be about your business. Mm -hmm. That's how you won't feel like a fraud. Just be who you are and know that the exact beings that resonate with you, they're not even going to know what they get from you but they're going to invest in you. They're literally going to say, "Here's my money." I don't even know why. I'm, I I hear this all the time. People always tell me, "Melissa, I don't even know what the fuck I was going to get from you," but like, "Oh, that was me." I right. was like, "I don't
0: even know what you're offering, but I'm in."
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's the best because you're I am teaching you how to trust your own intuition. I didn't have to convince you with a sales page. I didn't have to convince you with the delivery. I didn't have to tell you you're going to get this, 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 this. I didn't have to do that. You just knew that there was something about this that you wanted. Oh, yeah. And that's always my favorite client. Well, yeah. I I literally just
0: felt your energy. I mean, we had a very brief Zoom call. (laughs) I was trying to invest in, like, the smaller program. I was like, that one you have for, like, business beginners. Like, can I get into that? And you were like, No. I'm inviting you into something greater. Yeah.
2: I think I told you that I did, like. I think I told you keep your money. Don't even do the small one. I think I told you if you don't do the mastermind, don't even do the small one. You're you're wow. ahead of that. You're like mm. you don't need it. You don't need it.
0: And I just remember listening to you talk with so much conviction. I just thought like I just I just want to be around that. I was like I just want that. And so. Like to anyone listening, I literally didn't know what the program consisted of. I I knew a li- I knew we were gonna meet like every week or so or something like that. Right. But I was like, just t- get me in. I was like, what? I just wanted to know how to be and in and around this energy. And you know, honestly, own. Knowing my intuition and like following my flow has led to literally like my biggest expansion. Like I created a business from nothing. i I literally was a nobody, like seven months like I still am. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm humble. no, but- you
2: you were somebody, honey. We all big somebody, no, but you know what
0: I mean? Like I was just literally doing like not this at all seven months ago, and I just grew so much by being in the right energy. So it does it literally is worth being in the right room. You know, there's a lot of people right now who are probably thinking like, oh, can I afford this? I'm like, you can't afford not to, babe. Like, yeah. you really... That's what I realized. I can't afford not to be in these rooms yeah. and having these conversations
2: And let go of the limiting belief. Let go of the belief. Like, I can't do this. Like, I always really... Anchor into either you're going to rise up to the occasion or you're going to make an excuse. And in my book, I'm not making excuses. I'd rather do something and fall flat on my face than not try at all. Actually not trying, that's the loser part yes. for me. Yes. I always have to try. And you know, this like, oh, well, I don't have this money. This is too much. You know, I invested in my business and I'm not Giving this advice to anybody. This is my own experience. Like, I literally gave somebody my rent money. Like, that was wild. But you know what? Like, that's how much I fucking believed in myself. And we need more of that. You know, we need more of us to believe in the magic that we have. And I think we forget that. We forget that we're so fucking powerful. We forget that we are beings that are connected to God. And so, when God consciousness gives you a message, your job is to go. Your job is to execute. My job is not to add doubt and be like, oh my God, God, that vision is too big. It's just to go. It's just to do it. And so I too, just like you, I invested in a freaking mastermind. And I remember this coach tried to also get me into the little one. You see how we're mirroring each other? Mm, We're literally mirroring each other. And so this person was like, you can get into the smaller one. And I was like, no, get me into the big one. I didn't have $25,000, but I had enough for the first month. And after four weeks, here's the kicker. People don't know this. People don't know so many parts of my business and the things that I have traveled that I've had to overcome. At that point, I was just teaching yoga for $50 a a class, four classes. So you do the math, right? Like 200, 300 bucks a week. But I was chilling. I was so fucking rich. I was so living. I lived in this little tiny community. We had a farm. I was the resident yoga teacher. I loved everybody there. They had a community pool. So I was always in a bikini and life was fucking good. Like, just to be in that energy of just like minimalistic, but I didn't have money. because. But you were still so rich. I was so rich. <laughs> Literally, oh, that's where that. I connected with that concept where I realized like, wait, the money in my bank account doesn't make me feel anything. No. Like I don't feel any different if I have one dollar or a hundred thousand dollars or thousands of dollars. Like I literally didn't feel any different. And yet when I was making six figures, I would feel panic when it would go up and down. Yes. Like it was like an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. And I guess because I just gave up the thought that I had a job, I was just like, yeah, hey, whatever. You can go down, you can go up. You know what? it didn't really go down that much. And I always questioned that. I was just like, this is so weird. I'm not making that much money. How come this thing is not going down? How come I'm going to Thailand? How come I'm traveling all to all mm. sorts of places? Mm. I don't really fucking have money. Like, this is so weird. Like, I'm just manifesting just different experiences. And through that, holy crap. I learned so fucking much to work with money. And so when I had invested a week later, I was supposed to go to a mastermind. And so I just told you, I gave everybody, I gave that person all of my money. You know, I gave them all of my money. I gave them my rent money. I literally at one point didn't even have it for the first month. And I was like, can you get me, can you send me two invoices? I'm going to pay, you know, this half on this um, invoice and the other half on the other half. So when people come to me with excuses, please don't. Like, just don't. You got to talk to another coach. Like, I will not entertain your limiting belief because I know when you really want to do something, you will fucking do it. And that is the belief that I hold for my students. And guess what? They rise to the motherfucking occasion because I'm not babying their belief that they can't do it. And so I had to go to a retreat the following week. And I remember I kept thinking, like, I can't go to this retreat. I don't have the money to get this flight. Like, you know, the rest of the money, like I have to eat. Yeah. I, I mean, I literally was on survival mode. Like I quit my six figure job. I got a divorce. That was another $20,000 that went down the fucking train. Actually, it was about $20,000 that I invested in. Yes! <laughs> I didn't have to talk to that person. But like, I literally didn't have it. And so if you think and you look at me and you're saying, oh yeah, she has it. Like I didn't. I promise you, like nobody fucking gave me a goddamn dollar not to start my business. I never took out a loan. I never asked anybody for anything. I never asked anybody anybody for help. I figured it out on my own. We are so smart human beings. And so I sat there and I was like, I really want to go. And all I kept doing for three days, because, you know, on the fourth day I had to go, I was like, I really want to go. I got to figure out a way. How, how can I go? And I was just like, that's all I entertain. You know, most people, they'll entertain, oh, I can't go. Oh yeah. my God, I can't. All I kept entertaining was, I got to go there. How am I going to go there? How do I make this work? Think, 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 and I remember was talking to my little sister. I was like, you know, I just invested in this mastermind. I told her how much she was like, you're fucking nuts, you know, because she's yeah. in finance. She was like, that is ridiculous. Make sure this is not a fraud. And I'm like, no, trust me. Like, and she's like, do you know this person. And I'm like, no. She's like, where'd you meet them on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm me? like, but I, I gotta do this. Trust me, trust me. She's like, how do you know this is the right choice? I'm like, something in my gut just told me. I'm telling you, I gotta do this. She's like, wow, I've never seen you so committed. And she said, I got points. Do you know they were the exact points to get me there and get me back? Of 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 course it was. And my investment was fulfilled the minute I sat in that mastermind and I saw other powerful human beings, 24 years old, being a millionaire, another person, you know, Jess Glazer at like, now she's at multiple millions. But at that time she was like at, you know, 300K, just like all these people. And I was just sitting there and I never once got jealous. I never once compared myself. I was just sitting there and I was like, I want to be around you. I like this energy. Let's collab. Let's be friends. It was so, it was so much inspiration, you know? And so anyways, long story short, if you really want to do something, you will do it. If not, you will find an excuse. And I just didn't want to look for an excuse. Man, why drop.
0: I mean, that's, I mean, you guys have to realize, listening, this was only three years ago. Like, Melissa literally had no money three years ago. And and speaking of no money, Gina, three years ago, was in debt. Yeah. She has a half a million dollar real estate business. So, you know, there's three women here who three years ago I had literally different lives nothing yeah and you and we literally manifested we turned a thought into a thing and so what would you say to someone who I mean obviously you've told them rise to the occasion or you'll find an excuse but you know someone who does have a lot of conviction they do want to create a soul business like where do they start you know what has to happen before they can alchemize all of this fear and like really move into the version of themselves that's going to manifest all this abundance
2: you know, honestly, I think, you know, there's a version of me that would have said, you know, invest in somebody and get in the energy. But, you know, I'm going to change that tune and say, just work on yourself, I think, again, another story that, you know, a lot of people don't know about me is, is that before I started a coaching business, I was doing this bikini thing, this broke bikini thing, but soul rich for a year. And I learned so much about myself. I learned so much. I cried so many days and, you know, day after day, after day, after day, working with my inner children, working with fear, working with all of these things that come up when you feel like you have nothing. And so that honestly would be my biggest recommendation is to do the internal work. You don't even have to hire somebody. You know, most of the things that I've learned, I've taught it to myself. How? I have no fucking clue. You know, when we have, when we're connected to source, source will show you. I just would get intuitive hits on, okay, now is a good time to close your eyes and just go inward and see where is this resistance coming from? Where is this trauma coming from? Why do you feel like you want to cry, but nothing's happening? Nobody's here. What is this abandonment that you have? What is this loneliness that you have? What is this anger that you have? What is this? And stop trying to, you know, entertain yourself. I stopped doing that. And I think that's what most people do. We entertain ourselves with weed. We entertain ourselves with drugs. We entertain ourselves with partners, with sex. I stopped entertaining myself. And I just started to literally make love to my own self. And I started to ask myself, what do you like? What do you want? What do you want out of life? You know, honestly, I often talk, I often talk about my awakening as like a near-death experience because I literally just became a different being. Like I just felt like I got know I got a new chance. And I also did get into a car accident, which something really freaky happened, where I did have an outer body experience where. I thought I was dead and I ended up talking to a pastor. It was just like this whole moment that happened where I came back. And between that and the situation with my divorce and you know, the job and all of this stuff, I feel like I've been being initiated over and over and over. Also being visited by galactical beings when I sleep and being upgraded and all of this stuff that I feel like a new being. I feel like I just got to be this version of myself Mm. now. You know what I'm saying? Mm, Like, I just, I owe it to myself to be myself. And it doesn't matter if it pisses off my mom. doesn't matter if it pisses off my partner. Like, I have to be the best version that I can. And you know what? I don't always fucking get it right. I get it wrong a lot and that's okay too because I'm here for the motherfucking adventure. (laughs)
1: Well, that's all part of being you is making mistakes. Being you is not actually never making mistakes and being perfect, you know? Um, I love this conversation because I I love how you said that you have to get to know yourself first. I always say that no business problem is not a personal problem. Mm. So true. Every time someone on my team is like, oh, I'm nervous to do this consult or uh, that's not because you're not not skilled enough in the job. There is a belief or a narrative that you have to heal before we can get to the point. Like, why are you even so worried about disappointing somebody anyway? There we go. Like, That's why? It. Why are you so worried about disappointing me or the client? Or who cares if the client doesn't want to work with you? What? What? What are you making that mean about yourself? Yeah. And yeah. so I want to ask you though, because as you get to know yourself and you're kind of stumbling through, you know, what do I like? What do I not like? And you're now developing this level of self trust and intuition. I'm curious to know. How can you tell the difference between your intuition and ego? Because I feel like sometimes your ego gets so wrapped up in this, like, oh my gosh, this is what we're going to do. And then you get attached to that. So then you might be someone that does invest in all these programs, but you're like, maybe not actually not ready. Or maybe you're doing it for the wrong reasons because you're like, this is what I have to do. This is my calling. I got to go for it. Whereas sometimes our, our intuition might tell us, don't do it don't do that but then you're like wait am i is this a limiting belief am i so there's kind of a lot of confusion i think there is so i'd love to hear your thoughts on honestly, that honestly
2: this is the same thing that i had explained with fear and intuition but i'm just going to keep this really short cuz it's actually really easy your ego is going to force you and feel like you have to do it and your mm. intuition is going to be like, oh, I get to do this. Ugh. So it goes from I have to to I get to. Yes, the, we actually had a similar yes. conversation mm-hmm. with somebody else that we were around where they were they were telling us, oh, okay, I made this decision because I I felt like I was gonna miss out. That's scarcity. That's ego. That's fear. Anything that feels low vibrating. And see, Mm. this is the thing. As a human being, we got to get good at connecting to our inner world. Once you get really good at connecting to your inner world, you'll start to be able to navigate. Mm, Yeah, that's fear. Mm, Yeah, that's ego. Because you start to shrink. Remember how I was telling you fear makes you contract? That It's forcing you to do something that you're not 100% sure. For me, if I am not 100% jumping out of my skin with excitement, there's still fear. There might still be some nervousness, but it's not contracting. It's Mm. not debilitating me. It's not forcing me and manipulating me to make a decision based on FOMO. You don't want to make those decisions. You want to make the decision of this feels in alignment. You want to make the decision that Sam made. I don't know what the fuck this is, but I'm going to go that way. That's yeah. intuition. Yes. You don't know what it is, and you don't have to. And I think, again, humans, this is not our fault. Nobody teaches you how to use your freaking intuition, your spiritual body. We're more connected to the mental body, the logical brain. And that only gets us So far, right now, the rise of the divine feminine and this intuitive energy is here. We have to learn how to work with our inner system. It's not just one thing. We have a physical body. We have a spiritual body. We have an emotional body. We have many bodies. It's about us connecting all of the bodies so that they communicate. But I will tell you something because there's a lot of humans that will say, everything happens in the body. The body knows everything. It's all in the somatics. And yes, this is true. But just think about it. How do you make your legs move? You have to have a thought first that then reaches the brain that then signals the legs to move. So everything is happening in the mental. Everything's happening in the mind. And this is why I love the practice of yoga. I'm a registered yoga teacher. I've also done a lot of yin training, a lot of Buddhist training. And so the goal always is to observe the mind, to be that conscious person who is witnessing and not the person who is attached to every single thought oh my god I have this thought that I'm not shit now I'm not shit no it's not that it's just you had a thought and it's okay our thoughts are really random too just because you have a thought doesn't mean that you have to believe it and just because you think somebody is gonna say something about you that actually isn't even true that actually is that energy is mirroring you you give a shit about what you think not anybody else. Yeah. You care if you're gonna mess up. You care that other people are good but other people don't care. Yeah. Everybody's living their own life. Don Miguel Ruiz said this perfectly when he said we're all characters playing the main part in our own movie and so Sam you are the main character in your movie and we're the sub-characters. Yeah. Me and my movie I'm the main character. You and mm. your movie you're the main character. Even your mom they're not main characters only you are the character so nobody gives a shit about anything else only you only you will always give a shit about what everything around you how it's unfolding is so gnarly
0: it's crazy because like when you realize that it's kind of akin to that belief that um like no one cares about you like everyone's just caring about themselves it just takes off so much of the pressure. And like you said too, like not every thought you have to believe. Yesterday I came to you and I said, I don't know, I just like have this thought that, and at least I could identify that it yeah. was a thought because I thought, oh, this is a thought. But I was like, I just didn't feel like good about like my call today. And I don't know, I was just I was just making it mean like a whole bunch of stuff. And you were
2: like, yeah, that was just a thought actually. You don't have to take it. You don't have to take it and you don't have to believe it. Yeah. You don't have to put more energy there. Because every time you keep That energy alive, you keep that reality alive along with it. And this is why trauma and us going back to our trauma feels so, one, traumatic. And two, those emotions, they come right back because they're so heavily linked into our body, our cells. The water in our body, because we're made up of all the elements, keep that memory. This is why when we are in the mother's womb, that is so important and scientific proof is actually showing us that the trauma that our that the mother experiences or joy or happiness actually transfers to the baby because if you think about it we're a motherfucking fish we're attached too by the cord we're attached by the cord we're a motherfucking fish we're swimming in that water what do you think happens we're swimming in that water make the connection human that we're made up of what 70 to 80 percent water the same thing that the earth is made up of right the water holds memory they've also done scientific proof on this where they've done negative affirmations and how it crystallizes Mm. and they've done positive affirmations in the way it beautiful it just crystallizes so beautiful. It was the same thing. You know, who's crystallizing us? Yeah. Us. It's us. Yes. And before us was the mom. And before her mom, their other mom, the yes. other mom. And the other mom and the other mom and the other mom. Because we've been swimming in the waters. And so mm-hmm. it's important that we move our body, that we start to circulate all of that energy. You know what I'm saying? It's wow. really important.
0: Yeah, you know, it's crazy because um, like when I started yoga maybe six, seven years ago, I I told Gina about this last night, but everyone starts yoga, at least in the Western world, thinking it's like a physical practice. Yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to get more flexible because I said, Gina, we should do yoga. And you're like, I'm not flexible. And I was like, babe, yoga is not about flexibility, but yeah. we come into it and think it's this physical practice when it really is about just connecting the mind and the body together. Like Joe Dispenza would call it it's like mind heart coherence and like, yeah, just like healing how the body feels not like changing the shape of your body like yoga doesn't give
2: a fuck like what your body looks like it's just one part and it's the part that we glorize here in this kind of country but the practice of yoga is really bringing forth the yamas and the niyamas which is basically translated as the ethical presets and so they give you these 10 jewels and you work with the jewels and so one of the jewels santosha is about contentment and that's exactly what Abraham Hicks spoke yeah, about. It's yes. on the ladder of the emotional scale. It's about, can you be content? And see, people get this fucked up because they feel like, oh, well, if I'm content, then that means I don't want anything more or that nothing more is available or that I don't have a goal. It doesn't mean that. Content. It means satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Contentment means you're content with this moment and you don't want to change it. Yes. It is good mm-hmm. just as it is. It's not even good. It's great. Yes. It's perfect. And so you learn how to work with these practices like a And this is why it's so important. And, you know, Abraham really touched on something that really touched my heart because it was about They were bringing forth this energy of love. And I've always said this that, you know, this is the practice of non harming. This is the practice of ahimsa. And when you're in business, and this is why we need so many new earth leaders who are conscious, because what affects one person affects us all. And we have to stop being in this doggy dog world where one person is profiting at the top and people are suffering at the bottom. We can now create this new paradigm. Where people just like us, three years ago, we were completely different beings. But now doing the work and connecting with ourselves has aligned us to just what a beautiful fucking manifestation it is to just be in this moment with y'all. You know, Mm -hmm. to just fly and just, we're all married. I was just talking about that. Like, yo, look at us. Look at us, women. Look at us go. Look at us go. We're married and we also still have time for our relationship and our personal life, for us to have girl time and also for us to work on our spiritual development. How beautiful without feeling guilty, without feeling like, oh my God, I have to tell this person a lie. If you're still telling people lies, then you're still in the matrix because you're still playing a role where you think that you're gonna hurt their feelings. And so you're still not being your truest self. Did you get that? Mm, I did. If you still (laughs) feel like you have to do those little white lies, Then you still cannot be yourself with your partner. That's crazy. That's crazy. If you're basically if you're telling a lie in any area of your life, then you're not being your true self. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a commitment. That's I committed to myself. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. Not that I was ever a big liar, but you know you do those little white lies because you don't you don't want to hurt people's feelings. That's Ah, what you were trained to do. That's what you were trained to do. But now I'm like I'm just gonna be radically honest. I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to be honest about how I feel. I'm going to be honest that I don't really want to do this. I'm not going to say, yeah. I'm going to be honest that I do want to go to abraham hicks you know i'm Mm -hmm. gonna be honest because you know what when people feel into our hearts and when we explain what it is that we want i mean come on of course you're gonna want to support the other person and if they don't get out you know i have this no nonsense kind of approach and this is why people either love me or they hate me because i just do not entertain the bs if you're not with the message if you're not with what we're doing in the energy then get out If you have limiting beliefs, and this is important, this is important, humans, because you will be around people who don't nourish your belief, who don't nourish your dream. Maybe it's your partner. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's your friend. Maybe it's somebody who just doesn't freaking support you. Get them out. They don't need to be around you. I don't need to be around naysayers. I need to be in the energy of people who are like, yes, bitch, what? You want to be an eight-figure business? Let's go. Me too. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, you expanded my mind. That is what continues to expand the world, right? It's not people being like, oh, judgy, Oh, look at her. Look at what she thinks. Because you're still playing in that old earth energy. There's yeah. nothing to compete. There's no competition. We're all in this together. And again, just circling it back to the yoga practice. That's what we learn in yoga and in that philosophy. It is a philosophy. It's a way of being you know, and it's different. And, if, and, you know, it's so interesting because the philosophy is in a lot of religion too. And it's in the Vedas. It's in old scriptures. Everybody is telling you the same thing. Don't believe your thoughts. You're more than just your body. Be motherfucking kind, be satisfied, be content with this present moment. Don't do harm. It's even in the freaking Ten Commandments. Yeah, You know, like everybody is saying the same thing. It's about us connecting to us. It's about us not judging other people. Can you imagine if we were all in business in this way through the love energy? And that's what Abraham Hicks said that really just touched my heart, right? That we can be in business through the energy of love. That is the frequency that I hold for all of our students. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be salesy. You don't have to be tricky. You just do you, boo. You just do you. That's it, and because you are enough, uh, mm, like that's
0: some new earth energy, because really new earth energy is saying you can do it like you, yeah, and old Earth energy is be someone else to get results, do it and like be, them, and be better than someone else.
2: Do it like them, yeah, yeah. compete like compete with them see how they do it, find out how they do it, hire those people, get them to do it the way they do it for them. But for you, hell no. You're here to create something new. Why the fuck would you ever want to create anything else? Like, why would I ever want to create something that you create? That's so weird. Well, it's so crazy, too, because,
0: like, the most successful businesses are the ones that literally pave their own path. Like, they're literally doing something you've never seen before. Like, like, Apple was, like, Just such a classic example. They were just everyone was like, "Why are they doing that? Like, like, why are they putting all this money into like branding and like marketing? Where's the Where's the keyboard? Yeah, right. Took
2: out the keyboard. They were like, "What are they doing? they were like, yeah, just a screen. What? It's
0: like you. You gotta go first. You just you. And I know that you know whoever was behind that. I know Steve Jobs obviously wasn't alone, but you know he was like, no, like this is what I'm doing. This feels good for me. This is what's happening." And then everyone just mm. getting behind it. I mean, like Tesla, I know like, you know, people are weird about Elon Musk and all the weird things he does. But, you know, he was like, no, like I'm going to do something totally different. You've never seen a car like this before. And now it's like, you know, an extremely high valued company. I mean, your business now, it's like, I didn't see a business coach helping what they call solopreneurs like bring their mission to life and right. create money and abundance for themselves and help serve their mission. I'm like, and. You know? Yeah, that
2: that was a new thing, especially three years ago. Literally, people thought I was nuts.
1: Yeah. Like, literally,
2: even my own teachers, they were like, What are you doing? Because I think there is also this old earth energy that if you're spiritual, you have to do everything for free. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm going to be the person, just like people did in the fitness industry where they became this like mobile, whatever, like on the online industry. I'm going to do that with, I don't want to say spirituality, but with people who are conscious. Because- The thing is, is that we feel like we're not supposed to charge and that's so terrible. It's so bad. If Listen, if you don't want to charge because you want to have a free offer, like that's completely fine. But the fact that there's one specific industry that feels like they should be in service and that they should be providing a service for free is just wrong. And then the fact that we... Take on that burden as truth. And now we feel like, well, you know, I'm teaching people manifestation. Like, how can I ever charge them? I'm teaching people, you know, how to attract the abundance. How can I ever charge it? What do you mean? You're teaching people the most important thing in life. You're yeah. teaching them how to expand their reality. Like, that is so beautiful. But there is that energy around yoga teachers, around mystics, that we yes. all of a sudden have access to something that everybody should have for free. Nah. Nah. Are you kidding me? No way. If I want it to be for free, it will be. And if I want to open up a nonprofit, it will be. Should the work and the service have a service component? Absolutely. I have yoga that is free every single week, but that's something that I desire to do because I do hold that belief of service. But there are other things that I charge. I charge people and, and it's not cheap. And it's not what's affordable. It's what's good for me because I'm the one that's running it. Here's the thing. Nobody will tell you this, but try being in business and doing things at a low, cheap price just to make it affordable for people and then see how you feel. Because I did <laughs> yeah. that. I literally had a, my first offer was $350. And I helped these beautiful beings. Oh my God, I love them so much. They were literally the inspiration for Unleash and Avail Your Soul Business, which is now in its eighth round. It's so amazing. Yeah. I just love this beautiful offering. And you know what? When I was there at that point, I didn't really like them. And it wasn't them. It wasn't the people that was the problem. I didn't really like myself. Because I disobeyed my own inner knowing. I knew halfway through, I was just like damn, why do I feel so bad doing this? This is so weird. I love doing this. I love talking about this. I love teaching yoga. I love meditating with people. But the thing was, is that I was overextending myself and I was dipping back into the people pleasing. I was dipping back into that old version of me that I had left. And from there, I went from 350 to 2000. I literally told my being, I was like, bitch, we're never going to do that again. That was just a test run. Forgive forgive me. I literally was like, forgive me. (laughs) I, I didn't know. I didn't know that it can feel that bad and people don't talk about that. And so when I see people in businesses and they're like falling apart and then I'm overworked. Who's overworking you? You don't have a boss. Who's overworking you? Oh, that's your ego that's overworking you. And now you want to burn it down. You know what I can tell you? If you sit down with yourself and you try to look for the solutions or you try to figure out, okay, what do I have to do in order to calibrates to the energy that I want. Oh, okay, I got to let go of this. Oh, I got to let go of that. Oh, I got to not be attached to wanting to enroll 50 people. How about I just bring 10 aligned people? How about I have to raise my price and just anchor into that number? And that's it. And not give a shit about what other people are going to say. I've consistently have raised my price every single time I have my offers. And that blows people's mind. They're like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. Who told you to do that? My inner being. Myself because I have more information I do things like this I go to different countries I do more trainings in Peru I sit with my teachers you get all of that and when you hear somebody talk you could tell oh okay this person like they know a couple of things and so you keep doing the work and you keep passing it through you keep passing Mm -hmm. it through you know we're gonna all get to a place where these numbers are not gonna mean as much as they do right now 8 figures 9 figures 15 figures all the figures all the billions all the trillions it's not gonna matter anymore because we're gonna be able to manifest fucking anything and everything you know what i'm saying this is less the of like the judgment that people have okay now what examine what do you think about the person that has money Cause that's a that's an area of growth for you. Well, yeah.
0: Well, it brings me back to the whole like spiritual people not being able to have money. That only exists because there is an underlying hidden belief that like having money is bad. So, like, there you oh, go. If you're spiritual, you can't have it. But, like money's fucking neutral. Right? So like, what does it have? What does that have to do with me having it or you not having it? So
2: I nothing mean, means anything. Nothing in this world means anything, nothing. And this is the most difficult part, especially if you've had something happen to you that you're considering bad or traumatizing or non-favorable. We all have those moments. No, I didn't get deserved to, uh, I didn't deserve to get cheated on. I didn't deserve to not have money. I didn't, whatever, all of the things, you know, God forbid, uh, assault. You know, just think about the worst case scenarios. You don't deserve that. Nobody deserves that, but there's a place for everything. Because remember what I was telling you: universe will body slam you, and sometimes (laughs) it's just not nice. It's not the way that we want it. Universe doesn't come and tap us on the shoulder and it's like, wake up, Sam. I got some flowers for you. Like this is not going to motivate you. It's when you see yourself, you know, wanting to pull out your hair. It's when you feel. If you talk to the the most awakened beings, these mystics, they will tell you their awakening moments were just awful, terrible. Uh, You know, it was just so much trauma. Who wants that? Nobody wants that. And nobody deserves that. But we always get exactly what we need. And when we learn to alchemize and see the silver lining in everything, that is our power. Then we then become the motherfucking magician. We become the magician of our life. For me, anything can happen and it's all motherfucking good. And that's crazy. That takes an incredible amount of power. What do you mean? You're good. Yeah. I'm selling everything. I'm selling the BMW. Goodbye home. Goodbye. All of this stuff. Literally just, I'm going to have a backpack full of things, 80 square foot home in a van. And then I'm going. There's a lot of things that come up thinking about that. If I thought about that too much, I would get scared. Okay. I'll be like, what's going to happen in my business? Am I going to be able to, am I going to get Wi-Fi? I can't think like this. I want to be in
0: the moment. I wanna be in the moment. Yeah. I want to think
2: about the adventure. I want to think about the moments that I'm going to get to wake up and go hiking. I want to think about like me making love to my lover. I want to think about just being with the one consciousness and knowing that when I'm there, as Abraham Hicks said it, yeah. when I'm there, when I'm in that energy of feeling good, then everything else happens.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, ser- I mean that's what I literally help people with because people come to manifestation trying to... Literally use manifestation to get what they want. So they're like, I don't have what I want. And so I'm unhappy. And I want to get this thing in order to feel good. And I'm like, that's totally fine. We're going to change that. But, you know, you're coming to me with the opposite energy of the thing that you actually desire. In order to have the thing that you desire, you'd have to feel and be like that person now. And they're like, no. They're like, just give me the stuff. Give me the one, two, three. They're like, Help. yeah, exactly. Help me manipulate the universe to get what I want so that I can be happy. And I'm like, no, we're going to actually… Figure out why you even need that thing. What is the unmet need? What happened in your childhood? Why are you believing it's that thing? Because everyone comes with a different thing. It's like relationship, money, house. Like these are all arbitrary. Like you just have your thing yeah. based on your upbringing. So that's yeah. fine. You're fixated on that. But then I asked them to feel good first. And we could f- we figure out the blocks to that. And they're feeling good. And they'll be like, okay, well, like, I'll feel good so I can get what I want. I'm like, bitch, what you want is to feel good. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And that's exactly what Abraham
1: said. Yes. Like, there yes. is
0: nothing that you want other than to feel good. And so my work really is, it's so ironic because like I don't teach anyone how to manifest. I teach people how to feel good. The manifestation happens automatically. But that's yes. the thing that I
2: always tell people about money. People are always so fascinated about how I build my business. They're like, oh, tell me what. Well, you did nothing. I just constantly kept checking in with myself and did the things that I felt were in alignment with me. Each and every time. That's it. I didn't look around. I didn't compare myself. Everybody else was doing their thing. It's about the joy. It's about you feeling good first. When you feel good first, everything else will come. And that's honestly what I learned being on that sabbatical for a year. I just felt like anything after this is going to be great. Nothing bad can happen because I feel so good. I feel so turned on. I feel like I have... Happiness, and that was mm. the goal that I wanted to find. I've really just had this obsession with how do humans become happy? because obviously, you know the lie that they've you know sold us isn't working, and so now we're out by ourselves, having to lead ourselves. We are leading ourselves. Isn't yeah. that so beautiful? Yeah. We are leading ourselves, and so I led myself to happiness. Oh, that's what happiness is, giving yourself a break, being compassionate. Working with your inner children, forgiving this person, forgiving that person, forgiving yourself, That's allow, you know, all of those things. Well,
0: it's like, it seems so basic, but like, literally, the Buddha, like, so many years ago, ancient teachings, I know you follow obviously yep. a lot of Buddhist teaching. It's like, success does not lead to happiness. No. Happiness leads to success. Yeah. yeah. And like, why can't we get that? Yeah. It's because we're believing that success is something other than happiness, which is crazy. Because like, yep. if the real success is doing what you love and being happy, you
1: can do that right now. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think it's because most of us are programmed to think when things go wrong, what do I need to do? To fix what it. do I need to do to fix it? And Abraham's teaching today, pretty much with every person that came up on stage, it was, it's not what do I need to do? It's what do I need to feel? Yeah. yeah. And when we put feelings first, I mean, think about that. That's such a backwards thing in our society to focus on feeling before doing that. That doesn't make any sense. You know, when you think about going to university, it's like, what do you want to do? It's like, no, how do you want to feel? Yeah. Right, it's not what do you need to do to, to be success, to, to, to have the dream life that you want. It's like, it's it's when you focus on the feeling of it, it does make that intuition so much easier to follow. Yes. Because intuition doesn't listen to doing, right? Uh-uh. It
0: doesn't. Intuition isn't doing, it's feeling. And yeah. um, there was something I wrote actually in my journal that from today's session, and she said, You're either trying to affect a situation or you're trying to feel better.
1: Yes. But the only
0: reason why you would try to affect a situation is to feel better. Yeah. And so if you can just move into feeling better, well, then you would become impartial to changing a situation. And then you would actually release your attachment, which will help that particular outcome come into the picture, which is, it's so backwards. It is. And
2: that's why it's not about not caring about your reality. Because some people will say, this. oh, this sounds so woo-woo, like, so what am I supposed to defy logic? What am I supposed to not look at my reality and see how it is? It's not about that because you can look at your perceived reality. But when you decide that no matter what that reality is showing you, that you're going to be happy and you're going to be content, the practice of Santosha then you win right. you literally yeah. win yes. at life literally your ego starts to die and the universe starts to be like oh this bitch got it like she got the lesson mm-hmm. she got the assignment okay let's start giving her some stuff because she got it like anything after this is just an ad yes. she's not doing things just to get it, to get get this. it. And this is why you know i used to see a lot of yoga students yoga meditation they're so cute i love them so much <laughs> they used to always come to me they're like I've been meditating. It's not working. And I used to be like, okay, you know, how many days have you been doing this? They're like, you know, you told me to do it for five days. And so I would always do this with them. And I'm like, okay, do it for five more days. I want you to do it for 10 days. Meditate every single day. And I would give them this regimen. And then on the 10th day, they would come back. Melissa, it's not working. You know, this is not happening. So then I would tell them, okay, stop doing it because now you're pimping out your practice you think yes. that you're trying to do this in order to feel and get something and that's not you missed you missed the assignment you missed it you missed totally it you have right. to show pimping up. Out your practice. you're literally pimping out the practice. you know this is why even for me it happens sometimes like I will take a class and when it's not my teacher I feel like I feel myself get into a mood oh it's not my teacher I'm already like oh it's not going to be good enough oh they're not going to push me to my edge I'm already judging and so I sit on the man, I'm like, let's begin again. Let's have no judgment. Let's be delighted and surprised. Ooh. And then you know what happens? You get delighted and surprised because you don't have that vibration of like, it's not my teacher. It's not this. I need to go here. You see, I need, I need, I need. You always, We all do that. We are only doing things to satisfy something bigger than that. When really the goal is to just be happy now. I
1: love that pimping out analogy out a practice. I've well, never
0: heard it said like that but that's what Gina and I have done so many times Well, I, I call it just abu- gotta stop.
1: I, I call it I mean abuse it's abusing the gift right yeah. and the analogy that I'll give that I really helped me in, in understanding my own gifts was again my daughter she's the greatest mirror ever but you know I thought about it, and if she came up to me and let's just say like she loves to sing loves to sing. And I'm thinking that is her gift. She She's musically inclined. This is her gift. And now I'm going to abuse it. I'm like, okay, now we've got to make six records. I want you to write some music. We're going to sell it. We're going to go on Spotify. That's abusing the gift. That's not embracing and holding and loving the gift. It's making it work for you. And that's not how gifts should feel. And that's why it feels so uncomfortable. And Abraham Hicks talks about this so much, the inner being. It's the betrayal of the inner being that feels so just messy and like not good. And that's not, again, a sign that you shouldn't be using the gift. It just is a sign that you're not in accordance with what your inner being wants.
2: And we need to bring balance. You know, you mentioned the Buddha, the heart of the Buddha, that that's really the teachings is to bring back and restore balance. You know, there's this pendulum um, analogy that the Buddha always uses. And so he always says, you know, to try not to allow the pendulum to swing from one side to another and that usually is what happens you know we were kind of talking about this Mm. offline like you know you even see this with people who abuse substances you know you see them abuse substances and then all of a sudden they're in church and they're just like addicted to church and then all of a sudden they're addicted to this and then all of a sudden they're addicted to yoga you know you said something you're like how can something good be bad it can be
1: oh totally it can be
2: you know too much of anything can be bad too much ice cream you know we We keep talking about and it, every, yeah. Everything is about moderation. Everything is about allowing the pendulum to settle and to be in balance.
1: Well, I mean, think about working out. You could work out too much totally, right? Oh. I, I always talk about um, not riding the highs and not riding the lows. Yeah. You've really just got a coast in the middle. And um, we talked about even not being so fascinated by even miracles. And then you're like, oh my gosh, the miracle is amazing. And and then we start to put the miracle above us. And now we're chasing that. And I think it's just a constant reminder of just everything's okay. Everything's always going to be okay. And just kind of staying in that centered space.
2: Well, we got to learn how to surf. Because, yes. you know, like, <laughs> you know, the waters be changing. And, you know, my teacher always says this too. Like, we're never at the peak. We're never at the mountain for too long. Meaning like this moment, we're on the mountain. Yeah. Like, y'all, I'm like living. I'm like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Like, this is so beautiful that we just get to rock and be in this way. But also, I'm not attached to this moment because this is just one moment. Yep. And we got to let it go. And there's so many more to come. We're we're
0: never here for more than just this moment. And it's always crossing. It's always moving. And so it's always us being
2: obsessed with the moment that we try to recreate it. Yes, and that happens to me. All it the time. happens to all of us. It happens yeah. to all of us. I want to, you know, do the launch the way I did it last time. Well, if it worked that way, you know, I'm going to re- recreate it, thinking that I'm going to get the same results. But like, just think about it. Just really think about it. How can you get the same results doing the same thing when we're at a different time space? Yeah, it literally yeah. doesn't make no sense. It doesn't make it any doesn't sense. make any sense. And then you're trying to like pimp out the moment. Exactly.
0: Yeah. No pimping. Okay? Yeah. You can, like, pimp. Up. It's crazy. You can, you can use anything to get something, right? That's ego. Like, using the meditation to feel better or, yeah. like, to get something. And then even the business, too. Yeah. Like, I think people get tripped up because they're, like, trying to, you know, create their soul business. But they're, like, trying to do it to, like, get money and stuff. And so, what's really helped bring me back is, like, is this a thing I would literally do for free? Yeah. not I'm not going to do it for free because, yeah. you know, life costs money. Yeah. And, I got to take care of myself. World. We live in this world. And I'm going to play by these, these games. You know what? We're in a game and these are the rules. Yeah. So. This is the monopoly money I got to use. But, you know, would I do this if I wasn't going to get anything from it? And I realized with my previous job, I was like, there's no fucking way I'd be doing this for free. And that's how I knew. It's like, it's just... I'm not
2: going to do it. We haven't even talked about that. Like we haven't even talked about the fact that you just started your business and you too are phasing out this big part of your job, your career, your stability, your comfort. Like we're all change makers. We're all just leading the motherfucking way, paving the path, doing the scary shit. Like it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And you know what? universe rewards that energy you are so mm. safe you are so seen keep going i know it's going to get scary i felt that i felt that too like oh my god am i can i do this you know, I always talk about this, but like, you know, when I first started my brand three years ago, I'm 38. So, I mean, you do the math. I was still like, oh, my God. Like, I'm an old lady. Like, you know, I was sitting with 24-year-olds that were millionaires. I was like, I'm late to the motherfucking party. Like, wow. I curse a lot, but I'm spiritual. And, like, you, how, how do I do this thing? And I was just like, girl, just be your motherfucking self. Like, yeah. the right people are just going to like you. And they're just going to be attracted to you. And, you know, there is this sense of, like, you know, we're late. We, we have to rush. There's always you know? a
1: sense of urgency.
2: Yeah. And it's so beautiful to know that, you know, in this new earth energy, nobody cares how old you are. Nobody even cares how much money you make. Nobody cares what you do. People care about if you're a good person, you know, are you a good person? What are you doing for yourself? How do you take care of yourself? What's the whole point of you having your business if you're going to run yourself down to the ground? You know, it's not worth it. That's why sometimes the best thing you could do is just literally take a break.
1: Yeah,
2: You know, yeah. we can't work in that energy anymore where it's causing us to be a slave to our own business. And listen, it happens to everybody. Yeah. And when yeah. we catch ourselves there, the only thing that we can do is just take a step back. Because with taking a step back, we have more awareness. With more awareness, we make better decisions. When we make better decisions, we're better off. And that's it. And it's always the same game that we keep playing with the universe. It's like, okay, oh, I'm going the wrong way or I'm going the right way. Which way do I go? There's fear. There's resistance. There's so many things to consider. But the only thing that I always come back to is closing my eyes, bringing the gaze inward, and asking myself, does this feel good? Back to the feeling thing. Does this feel good? Do you still want to do this? Does this feel in alignment with your highest intention? And when it doesn't, full permission to just change it. And at this point, it sounds really crazy that I'm saying this. It could be about anything in my life. It could be about my partner. It could be about my business. It could be about my friends. It could be about anything. If it don't feel good anymore… You got to go. Remember, mm. like, that just mm. that's my whole motto. If it don't feel good anymore, it just got to go. I want it out. I already lived this life where I was a slave to that kind of energy. And in this life, even though it's still the same life, it does feel like I'm a completely different being. And I operate in different with a different operating system, and I'm not going back, and that's it, and that's the scary part. When you can be okay with even the worst option, you know you're onto something.
1: Yes,
0: yeah. Yes. It's like you said, how the universe will reward you for trusting, and um, yeah, like I, I left like a really successful multiple six figure real estate business, like literally last month, yeah. and I remember, te- I remember calling you and like texting you in May, and just like crying because I was like, I'm so fucking scared. Like, oh my God, like that makes me feel so safe. I've been doing that for three years. And I just had to feel that fear and know that like, but if I don't do this, I'm going to actually feel worse. Yes. Because, you know, if you don't respond to your heart, you know, I was already kind of starting not to feel good. I was managing two businesses at one time. And then I got physically sick twice in one month and that never never happens. And I talked to Kati, the Ayurvedic practitioner that we practiced with. And she was like, well, you didn't have to… Your body knows. Like your body is now basically breaking down and telling you. Like you got to make a change. Universe is body
2: slamming your your body. That was the body
0: slam. It was like, stop. Like stop doing this. And it's crazy because so many of us, unfortunately, I think really wait for something tragic to happen. Yeah. And it, like, it it might not be directly to you. It could be, but it could be someone in your life or, you know, just some freaking tragic event that literally wakes you up. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. why am I, Why am I like, forcing myself into these situations that don't feel good for me anymore? And then yeah. when that happens, you
2: realize nothing is worth, like, my peace no, anymore. At nothing. All. I will just want to add this part, too, because it's important. Because I think so often, sometimes we can get into this place where we only want good things to happen. Speak on it. <laughs> There are no such thing as bad things. And so the contrast is needed. Like we got it. It's exactly what Abraham Hicks says, right? When you know what you don't want, you know what you do. And so it's important, you know, it's important for us to have those moments where we realize, like, I don't want that anymore. I'm fucking scared. It's okay. We need that. Because if you don't know what it is that you don't want, how will you ever take a step towards the things that light you up? Imagine if everything was just perfect and you instantly were able to manifest everything that you've ever wanted. Life would be boring. It would just disappear and go back to wherever the hell we came from. The reason why we're here is because the self wants to experience the self. And so in order for the self to experience itself, it needs to have contrast. And that's the thing. That's why I love to work with fear. And honestly, the number one reason why I was attracted to Abraham Hicks was the amount of times that you hear them talk about resistance is so appealing to me because resistance and the underworld can really be a beautiful teacher. I think we fantasize about perfection. We fantasize about this, you know, salvation of never having to feel anything. But not only is it not possible, but it's just fucking whack. That is not what we're here to do. We're actually really here to experience the hard times because it is through that that the self realizes, oh, I don't like chocolate. Oh, I don't like somebody cheating on me. Oh, I don't like, that's it. It's experience. We are beings. Think about it like this. We're like explorers. (laughs) You know, we came here to just literally just like look around, explore, hang out, go to different places, talk to different people, eat different foods, you know, be activated That's what we came here to do. We came here, honestly, to fuck around. We came here to play. play. We came here to have fun. And life is showing us the people who are having the most fun are also very wealthy. Isn't that so crazy? The people who are, when you, this this literally blew my mind. I remember having this thought when I was scaling my business to seven figures. I remember it vividly. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do this because I don't have the capacity for more students. I literally don't have more time. And even if I made time, I just don't fucking want to. Old earth energy, right? Like I have to output more in order to be of service. And when I actually talked to people who are at that level, making that money, they were doing a lot less. Yeah. and i was like oh yeah oh. That, that,
0: that's the irony yeah I was right. like,
2: okay we're getting in this vibe okay i get it when yeah. people are having fun and they're honoring their boundaries and they're doing what they want to do they're showing up a lot less and people are paying a lot more because it's the energy i mean you even said it sam when i raised my prices you were like damn i want to work with you even more or maybe kim said it i'm not yeah. sure but it was so crazy. Like that is the energy that people want to be around because it shows them that infinite possibility. Yeah. That's literally what I pay for. Yeah. Like I don't
0: pay for business strategy. I I pay for that feeling and that expansion of infinite possibility. And, you know, going back to when we talked about like, oh, like making your products or um, offers cheaper so that you can afford it or more people can afford it. You know, you're really doing those people a disservice because when I learned the price of your mastermind, like, that activated something within me for me to say yes to that. That was such an expansion yeah. that literally served my growth. If it was like half the price, it wouldn't have been the same. I don't know. It wouldn't have been the same commitment. Yeah. It wouldn't have been the same expand. Like that was the biggest investment I'd ever made in myself. And it
2: shows. Mm. It really does. I really do feel that numbers, I mean, mathematics is so big in creating the actual physical reality here. So there is, you know, really something, I'm not an expert at this, but there's something to sacred geometry and numbers and mathematics. So that's that. And there, the number to your offers is very important. It is very important. And not only that, When somebody invests, if it's too low and they're not afraid to lose X, Y, and Z, are they going to show up the same? Like, would I have showed up the same if it wasn't a twenty five k offer? No, I wouldn't have. I would have been like, oh, whatever, let's see if this works. If it doesn't, it's okay. I'm still safe. Exactly. It doesn't hurt me. It's when you're tested. It's when you're at the edge, honestly, that you make the biggest breakthroughs. Think about it. Like, you also said that you lost, you know, money through a couple of businesses. It's through that. It's through those experiences that expand you and make you feel like, holy shit, what do I do now? Right. It's either time to rise up yeah. or sink. What yeah. you gonna yeah. are you going to do? Are you going to rise or are you going to sink? Right. you got to figure it out. But you can't be in the middle. We mm-hmm. can't be double-dutching, okay? You know, waiting wait, <laughs> to get in. in. <laughs> waiting to get in. Either, you know, it's so funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had a beautiful student. Um in the retreat that we did, not this last one, but the one before in Arizona. And I remember she was on the diving board and she was just shaking like a leaf, you know, being so Petrified to jump off of this board, you know it was a diving board into the pool, and she just kept doing the double touch, right? Perfect example. She was doing the double touch. She was like, "I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out." And I literally finally just looked at her from just being in the (laughs) pool, and I just looked, I like looked directly at her eyes, and I was just like, "Make a decision. You either jump or you get off."
1: Right. You're like, "Get in or get off now."
2: I was there. and she literally jumped in. And I think that's such a beautiful representation of life. Right. You know, we're so afraid to jump in and it's just like, mm. yeah, we're, just more, make a decision. we're also the most scared before we've
0: fucking done anything. Yeah. Like she, like she was completely safe. Like it's yeah. like the skydiving um, yeah. metaphor that Kyle Cease always uses. He's like, you're, you're in the plane. Like you're fine.
1: That's the yeah. safest spot right now. That's the safest yeah.
0: spot. And that's when you're the most scared. Yeah. And so it's so ironic that fear truly dissipates through action.
2: Yeah. Mm. So crazy. This has yeah. been so juicy. We have talked about so
1: much. Let's. Well, <laughs> it's also through the fear that I've, I've come to really love because it's my opportunity to build the trust within myself mm. and to, and to show myself
2: like, I can... We have that in common. Right? I always say fear is my bitch. Yes. I love fear. Yes. When fear comes, I'm like, okay, let's go. W- what do you want to do? Oh, you want to show up and you want to scare me? Oh, I'm going to show you. Because right. I'm going I'm I'm to do it with my knees shaking, but I'm still going to do it. Yes. I'm not going to back down yeah. because I lived that life already. And fear is only showing us more. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not here to be comfortable. I'm not here to be a basic bitch. I'm not here to just be like a basic human. I'm here to conquer my fear. I'm here. I don't know, I can't remember this time, space, but wherever I was in the vacuum before I came to Earth, I know that me said, put me in, I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and I want to fulfill that. I want to do everything I said that I was going to do. And I don't know all of it yet, but I know when it's unfolding and I know how it feels when I'm on the path because I get so excited. You know, it's like a little kid. And I think we don't nurture that enough in people. We make fun of people who have too much excitement. Oh, we're like, look so at true. them. They're so conceited. They're so full of themselves. Let them be full of themselves. Let Kanye West be conceited. That's amazing. I love that. We should all be a little bit more conceited. We should yeah. all believe in ourselves a little bit more. Why do we feel like it's a bad thing? Oh, she's selfish. What do you mean? You should be selfish too. Right. You should really give a shit about what you feel. You should give a shit about how your body is reacting to the emotions that you're paying attention to and the thoughts that you're thinking. We all should be a little <sighs> selfish. We didn't come here to pay attention to everybody else we gotta pay attention to
1: us yes and that's actually the most selfless thing you can do because guess what that's what we learned today right when you are in alignment true alignment with yourself you're listening to yourself you're loving yourself you're focusing on what makes you feel happy and makes you feel good that is the best example that you can set for yeah. anyone else around you because and, then that gives them permission to do the same things. Exactly. yes yeah, so, you literally make the world a better place
2: yes <laughs> guys we're making the world a better place yeah by just by ourselves. being you yeah, yeah. just and by yes. being
1: as you as you can be And and spiraling higher. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. On that note, on that note, (laughs) that was a perfect segue. Uh, Our final question for all of our guests is asking them, you know, what, what is the lesson that you've had to repeat the spiral through in your life that has been that common thread, that common theme that you just keep needing to relearn?
2: This is personal. You know, we were talking about threads. You know, I I believe that all human beings have one overarching theme that they have to work on their entire life. So it's not like about, you know, self-worth. Even though that may be somebody's thread, there's always this common thing that constantly keeps coming up. So for me, it hasn't showed up in a long time, but it has been… I'm just taking a pause because I want to make sure that I'm honoring… Exactly what's present. Oh, I love that. She's tuning in. It's this love. It's this self-love and it's mm-hmm. this abandonment. Yeah. And I think it's been passed down to me. I know it's been passed down to me from my mom because my mom was abandoned when she was a child. She actually doesn't know that I know this. Um and so there was a, and I think that like really gave into the way she parented. Yeah. And so I really do know that she really did do the best that she could. And I didn't understand it in my 20s. I rebelled. I remember I stopped talking to my parents one time for like eight, nine months. It was really wild. Um, and I could still, if I feel like there's a disruption, I'm very good. I just be like, mm, yeah, not now. I'm mm. good. Um, I respect myself. I have my own boundaries and you need to learn how to meet me and when you learn how to be like that even to the people who give birth to you life really teaches you a lot and so yeah there has always been this this wound it's so weird because i've always were was very popular uh you know like typical cheerleader like people just loved being around me and i believe that i have a lot of love loving energy. Like people always tell me like, I I just want to be around you. Like I always like to tell people how beautiful they are and like Mm -hmm. how proud I am of them. And like, they can feel it. Like it comes from like my heart. And I've always been like that since I was a child. So it's weird that this thread has been with me for most of my life where it has felt like deep abandonment. Um, And no matter how hard people loved me, I couldn't love myself that way. And so that was a big part of my awakening too, because seamlessly, like I did have a lot of the things that I wanted, but things slowly fell apart also because of my part, because I couldn't love myself. And when you can't love yourself, you push people away. And so So is it really the fact that they did X, Y, and Z, or is it the fact that you couldn't really show up for yourself? And the other person was trying to make themselves feel better because we're all just trying to make ourselves feel better. Nobody does anything to you deliberately. I feel like in partnership, people really do the best that they can. Nobody does, you know, something maliciously to you, you know? And so that was the biggest thing that I learned, that because I was abandoning myself, I was recreating and attracting a lot of those scenarios in my friendships, in my relationships. And so… Even when I was by myself healing, I remember, and this is actually, you can go back to the podcast as I already said this. I remember sitting in my tiny apartment. It was 450 square feet. And I remember feeling so happy. I had these big windows. I always wanted to be by the water to just like walk my dog and like talk to the trees. And I had gotten all of that. And I lived in a farm. They gave me free food. I really loved it. It was so beautiful. And I still remember feeling sad. And I still remember feeling lonely. And I just couldn't understand, like, bitch, why do you feel so fucking lonely? Right. You're happy. You're like, you, you have everything you want. You're in a bikini all day long. All you do is tan. That's your fucking job. All you do is yoga. When you feel something, you meditate. Like, what is going on? And so that's been a thread that I've constantly have had to work through. It hasn't shown up in a long time. But, you know, these things and these threads, they're very sneaky. And so oftentimes they will reappear and reemerge. But um, the one thing that I've um, learned in this lifetime is truly how to love myself. And nobody can take that away from me. It doesn't matter if my partner's not here, my dog's not here, my parents are not here, my business is not here, I'm here for me. And that, I think, was the lesson that I really needed to learn in this life. Mm. Oh, that's
0: so powerful. I I honestly think that's like all what we're trying to get. Like through any business success, like fame, money, like we're just trying to get to that. And I think that when we have money or when we get the partner, I think it kind of signals to us, oh, like now I can love myself. So
2: we're not actually looking for love outside. We're literally looking for what's within us. Accepting ourselves no matter what. Like just not feeling like… You know, when when the condition is perfect and I do X, Y, and Z, then I'll love you, Melissa. It's no, it's just, I'm just going to love you because you deserve to be loved and because mm-hmm. you come from the energy of love. That's it. And there's nothing that you have to do. You don't have to stand on your head. You don't have to make a million dollars. You don't have to do anything. And something about that realization allows... The other stuff to come in. It, that actually is the receiving mode. When you no longer need those things to happen, they just get to happen. Mm-hmm. It's so beautiful, too, because we really just like let ourselves off the hook. You know, I think I was on that hook for so long mm-hmm. that now it's just like, I wanna be off the hook. I don't want to be hooked into something. And so when my business gets a little challenging, because all businesses get this way, I take a step back. I'm like, "Mm, no, you're you're acting up. And I'm going to show you that we don't do this.
1: See, I think contrast really is like a roadmap to finding really ourselves is. again yeah. and loving ourselves again It's just—it's just oh she's going the wrong way. Let's give her these. It's like a trail of crumbs, yeah, right of refinding ourselves back again and and piecing the pieces together again and and falling back in love with ourselves again because that's why you experience contrast because you are not in love. I will say, the biggest breakthroughs that I've had. The being that I've
2: become now has only been through contrast. Yeah, it has is. only always. been, and it's not because of those moments that I share. It's about the constant moments that show up. Yeah, don't be like, don't get it twisted. People who have. Seamlessly like, you know, contentment, happiness, satisfaction. They're not like that all the time. There's difficulties in life in general. They just don't last as long. You bounce back faster. That's what I find. Yes. It just, it it doesn't take you down. What used to take you down, like for me, it's just like, oh, it's a moment. It's like, oh, wait, hold on. Let's recalibrate. Wait, the, the earth just shook real quick. Let me, let me come back. But it's all of those moments in between that I continuously sat with the resistance and continuously met the fear that it allowed me to learn so much about myself. And actually, I realized that a lot of our shit, especially for me, was not mine. I have healed a lot of our parents' stuff. I have, he- and I know it because I see in the ways that they show up. Yeah. I know it in the ways that they're having different conversations with me. I'm just mm-hmm. like, wow, this is so interesting. And you know it when you feel that it's not yours. You mm-hmm. feel like you're carrying this burden, right? This like, why don't I feel abandoned when nobody has a abandoned me It's like That's your mom's shit And that's her mom's shit Because her mom Also left her And now Universe is like Bitch you strong enough You got this You're the one That has to alchemize this Mm. And so it's learning What's ours And what isn't But no matter what We're called to alchemize a lot of this stuff and we're called to have that reflection of who am I really? And you know, this is so beautiful because we're going to always ask ourselves that. It would be ridiculous and arrogant to think you know the answer to every single thing. It's not possible. You know everything and nothing. And so anybody that tells you, oh, I know everything here, do these 15 steps and you're cured, is a fraud. There's no way everybody has their own inner guidance. Everybody has their own little roadmap with their own little rules in their own little world. So how can you tell somebody how to rule their own world? You can't. They got to figure it out. And when they do figure it out, whatever it is, it's going to be the best for them. That's why everybody has to mind their own business. I really feel like that. Everybody should really mind their own business. You know, Abraham Hicks was so right. You know, if we focus more inside on our own internal world uh, wars, there will be less wars in this physical reality. If Mm. we stop caring about what everybody else is going to say and you cared about what you thought about you, everybody would be better off. Yeah. We have to stop caring so much about everything outside of us because it's a distraction to what? Your own shit. Yeah. Isn't that funny? And so that's why we get so fixated on um, politics. We're so fi- don't you care? People always say, don't you care about this this fight and that fight? I don't care about fighting. I stopped fighting a long time ago. I don't fight. I don't fight. I love. I understand. I have compassion. I hold a certain frequency. I pray. I literally pray. I will send you good energy. I pray for my parents. I pray for... Co- yes. Yes. So that people can stop being so fixated on their own perspective. I'm not going to sit here and fight. I'm part of the LGBTQIA plus non-binary, all of the things (laughs) and colors. But you don't hear me say, I'm this. and I'm fighting for that. I don't fight. Because in fighting, you create more separation. Now you're leaving people out. And it's a good cause. Because we all should be our own beings. But don't you see when you fight... And you put your fist up against one cause, you're exiling other people and so to me that's just you exiling your own inner children so i'm not doing that to myself i love everybody i really do i love everybody and if they if if people do things that don't feel right to me i always send them a blessing and that's it i don't think anything of it i don't think they're trying to harm me or kill me or okay that person feels this way they have a strong opinion on x y and z i'm still gonna send you a blessing go with god and goodbye that's Mm -hmm. it and I feel like if we all did that a little bit, the world would be better. We would stop obsessing over, oh my God, what does this person say? What is that person going to say? We be, would just… All of that stuff would go away.
0: Well, honestly, Melissa, this has been like almost two hours and I have no idea how anyone who is still listening to this conversation <laughs> doesn't want to work with you because you've been you've been just on fire at yeah. this entire conversation I mean guys she's a Sagittarius so yeah they're just, um, yeah so there's just a lot of fire energy um and we've just been bouncing off each other all this time but thank you so much for sharing thank your thank you yeah like your story and just your energy and your your beliefs and Really asking people to rise to the occasion. I feel yeah. like that's the biggest message I got from this, um, and it was super reigniting for me. I, I'm obviously going to work with you again for another six months, and I was already re- I was already in, but I feel even more like yes, like we're rising. We're, let's go! Like no more excuses. Rising. And so, yeah, I think this is going to empower a lot of people to just step really into the version that they want to be and stop stop bringing their
2: past with them. That's not who you are, and just know that whatever it is that you want to do. You can't get it wrong. I think that's such an important message because I think we're so obsessed with trying to get it right. It's important for me to share that you cannot get it wrong. Mm. When you pick yourself, I promise you, look at yourself. You can't get it wrong. Can't you get can't it wrong. get it wrong because even in getting it wrong or seamlessly like getting it wrong, you get it right because you tried. Yeah. You can't get it wrong yeah. when you try. You Success
0: is in trying, not yeah. the result. So this has been juicy.
2: Human. Oh, so good. Oh, it's thank so emotional. You. I know. And it's Love been so it. beautiful. Like honestly, just like hanging out with you two and just like mixing and gelling our energies and just to be in this high vibe of just like empowering, powerful human beings. It just like I'm just lit up like a Christmas tree.
1: It's just so beautiful. I mean, it's crazy but that life you. can be like this. Life can literally be like this. Guess Where- what? This didn't cost anything. <laughs> We're just sitting around a table talking into some mics, and this has been so rich. Energy exchange. So, so rich. rich. So rich. So rich. So stop so. trying to get rich outside of you. Get yes. rich
2: in your soul. Um, Be yourself. Everything will fall into place. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Mel. Thank Thank you. so you. Namaste, humans.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this honest conversation. We hope
1: it brought you peace, clarity, and a little bit further along your spiritual journey. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left us a five-star rating and review so we can bring you more conscious conversations, spiritual topics, and guests. Here's to spiraling higher.